Welcome to the Life Like a Movie podcast. I'm so glad you guys took the time to come here today. We have a very special guest, Kelsey Taro. Now, she's a psychic, okay? And before you think, okay, you know, Brett, that's voodoo, that's not true, wait until you hear what she has to say. I mean, during this podcast, you're going to find that she drops some absolute bombs that we can all benefit from. I know I really enjoyed what she had to say. I think you guys will too. All right, let's get right into it. Just so everybody uh, listening knows a little bit who you are, what your background is, could you share a little bit about yourself? How did you get to the place that you are today? And um, yeah, why you do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Kelsey Tarot, and um, I am a psychic medium. I kind of dive into the realms of the unknown and kind of decipher what's kind of going on in a lot of people's lives. Um, I think it all started with me looking for uh, clarity. Uh, It started as a plea for help almost like it was the last resort. I was like in this huge depression. I suffered from these like major panic attacks where I was kind of treating them with certain substances and it went to a full-blown addiction to the point where I was like in the doctor's office or a hospital or a rehab every so often like there was no point of myself where I was just kind of alone it was just like a full-blown addiction um I definitely didn't think I could get out of it myself um I tried everything from doctors and medications (laughs) even rehab and I just never really found the salvation that I needed um the second I started diving into like spirituality and something that's like kind of greater than ourselves and finding time to really be with myself and kind of work through my own stuff and also like seeking and researching all this like spirituality and like divination stuff. It just really kind of opened myself up to different possibilities, which they okay. were normally suggested, you know? Yes, totally. Oh yeah. Um, and then the second I started diving into spirituality and really looking for enlightenment, uh, my addiction almost somewhat released from me almost immediately oh, as soon as I started diving into that. Yeah, that. just okay. being able to like really kind of sit there and, and and really dive into like different parts of myself really allowed me to open up wounds and kind of heal them from that perspective. And I'd always be like the eye roller. Like I'd always be someone that, like, <laughs> you know, you got to trust in God. You got to trust. And that came from like a really pushed upon Roman Catholic mm-hmm. belief from like my younger, okay. like I'd always be in church. And I never really understood it. And this was just kind of like that for me, just believing in something greater than us that has this unconditional support and love. And as soon as I started diving into that, I kind of just found that I had some type of gift that I should have been expressing instead of kind of depressing it. And then I wound up numbing myself from all this energy that I was feeling. Oh, man. That is so, I'm so glad you shared that. I have a friend who, uh, she's Uh, dealing with depression and anxiety. anxiety. Situation with her parents isn't optimal, to say the least. And she was telling me that she always feels like she has to be with someone. On her drive home from work, she's like, she needs to call someone. So she's always talking to someone or something. And I think she just can't spend that time with herself. And I think I may have pushed a little spirituality a little bit too hard on her, truth be told. And I kind of wish I could redo redo that. But um I, I was just thinking, like, I wish, I wish that she could uh, 
just sit with her thoughts and just let whatever happened happen, or at least chase for enlightenment like you like you did. I, I, it's so profound that as soon as you said you started chasing enlightenment, bas- your depression basically just subsided, correct? It was incredible how fast it really started opening up. And I think the thing was is that you don't want to face that those scary parts of you. Like if you're having a panic attack or you're having anxiety or you're you know depressed, you can't move out of bed, the feeling of even getting better is unknown. So it's that, <laughs> yeah, right? Like you, you don't want to, you, you don't know what it's going to be like once you overcome this and, and you know what you're feeling right now isn't optimal, but it's almost easier to just continuously feed this depression, anxiety thing because yeah. you know what it feels like right now. Oh, wow. That, that is, yeah. Like even the feeling of getting better is foreign and we obviously don't like change. I also know that we get addicted to these negative chemicals because these, yeah. They just keep going every day. And I was like, let me get another hit of that, even though we obviously don't consciously wish, like, please give me more depression. Please give me more depression. Exactly. That's not how it works. No. And if you're uh, just, like, challenging and channeling that energy, like, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm so broke. I'm so alone. I'm so this. I'm so that. I really do believe that what comes out, what you put out comes back to you. And that uh, is a huge thing. As soon as I kind of saw a little bit of, you know, inner work, start working and making me feel better. I changed the whole narrative. I changed that whole narrative of saying, I'm not worth it too. I am worth it. And I am like, thank you for the opportunity to change. And I swear, as soon as you kind of put that out there, waves of improvement can come up. Come over. No kidding. Just by saying I am, I am, I am, like saying these things. It's huge. It's huge. Very huge. Well, something that uh, one of my favorite authors, Tony Robbins, always says is when when someone says like I'm anxious or I'm depressed, he says, "Well, how do you do that? Not why. How do you do it? You know." And so it's all it's all us. We can change our state at any at any moment. I think that's that's very uh, profound that you said that. Just saying I am just. Just putting those feelers out, putting a little bit of intention of wanting to heal. It just needs to be the smallest little thing to, to get the ball rolling. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And even see- with, with the anxiety kind of going on, there was a small trick I learned. And it was through searching through like, the self-help and guru type of uh, lifestyle. When I started researching and really listening to a lot of things that other people had to say, a big, the biggest thing for me that really helped me is saying instead of I'm anxious, which I used to have panic attacks like multiple times all day, every day. Yeah. Okay. Instead of saying like, I'm feeling my anxiety. You just say, I'm feeling excited. Oh, so excited. And it actually switches your brain chemical to have more of the happy, you know, butterfly feeling instead of the, oh my God, what's happening. Yes. And those small words can really change your entire outlook as to what you're feeling in that moment. And I think that's incredible. That is, that is incredible. And uh, I believe I heard this correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but ex- uh, excitedness and anxiousness biologically look almost identical as far as the yeah. cortisol levels rising. And so it's just that little switch that can completely, completely change our outlook. and that's from power from within that's not that's not something that someone gives you and it makes you feel better that's literally you just saying i have this moment and i'm going to change it into something different yes and it will change right it's it's not an outside source it's definitely from within yes okay um well my next question is the first thing i thought of when i 
well, when I found you online, which was like a psychic. Like that is incredible. I was immediately intrigued because of course there's the stereotype of like, it's voodoo, you yeah. know, it's all, all this stuff. But I've, and I probably would have said that too, if you caught me a year or two ago, but just mm-hmm. in the last year, I've really opened up my spirituality and I, I truly believe in the power of human intuition. So please ex- explain psychic to some of the skeptics listening right now. Okay, so basically it started off of me thinking it was very cult-like as well. It was like I was very skeptical. I would um, even kind of like I would go and pay for readings and just almost test myself to see if I could really believe it. And then when answers started coming to me that, you know, they always say there was no way they could have known that. It just Mm -hmm. intrigued me to start diving in and seeing what this actually was. Um, I was really nervous, but once I started kind of doing my own readings and sitting down with my cards and, you know, kind of diving into seeing what I was missing, it intrigued me to start doing this for other people. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the belief system came after reading other people. So what I would do is I would sit there with my cards and it's kind of like this meditative state. If you were to ask me what happened in the reading 15 minutes after the reading has finished I probably wouldn't remember much interesting it's so meditative and so automatic when you're sitting in there um coming from my my perspective from you okay yeah yeah and um and I was able to kind of dive in and there's been so many people that the blessing of like an ungrate like not a great situation something that was stressful a stressful situation there was a blessing in that and I just kind of gave them that subjective thought that it was a great thing that happened that the outcome wasn't as you know horrendous as they thought but also with these automatic messages I can connect with them in a way that I would have never thought to connect with like if there was something that they were missing in terms of work or whatever these cards while reading them, I get these messages and maybe it's, they have to stop being so loose lipped at work. Maybe there's someone there that, you know, doesn't have their best interest, but is very nice to their face. There's just certain messages that can come through while I'm in this meditative state that really can help either push people in the right direction or really decode something and allow them to heal. Okay. All right. That's very cool. So now just based off my own curiosity, mm-hmm. is there any like prep or is there any sort of ritual you have to get yourself into this meditative experience? Um, meditation alone really does help me because when I'm in a reading, I'm very much having a conversation with them while channeling messages. So I'm not in this mm-hmm. very Zen, it, it's Zen feeling, but I'm not, you know, closing my eyes by myself and just channeling energy Yes. Okay. So um, prior to readings, I love my candles. I love any kind of calming sense. I kind of get myself relaxed. And I definitely ask the universe to bless me with this accurate information that can allow help, that can allow um, insight as to what my clients are feeling. So I have a little conversation with the universe. I have my candles, my sage going, and my cards. And I just start. There really isn't much of, uh, you know, you say a little prayer at the beginning, you know, asking for guidance and allowing this to happen. And then it happens. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So I just want to reiterate, so setting intention, lighting some sort of incense or candle, that really gets you into it. That's so interesting. I remember, a weird example, but I went to this church maybe like four months ago. This was in Halifax. I'm in uh, British Columbia now, if you know, like East and West. Um, yeah. And um, it was so interesting. We went. I went to this basketball uh, game at this church. And before we started playing, all we did was say a little prayer, just set a little bit of intention for the basketball game. It was so weird, but it was just like, like, may we uh, play uh, with good sportsmanship and maybe not get injured or maybe may we maybe be very healthy is probably what they said. And just that little, that little bit, I felt something happened in my brain. It was like, it just, it just changed the way I looked at the game and it, 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 it was incredible. The smallest little intention is really incredible. I love so I'm, that. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. Intention is everything. I absolutely believe that it can really ask the universe. It can help you allow the universe to help you and kind of guide you in ways that you're supposed to be guided. I absolutely believe that. Amazing. Okay. So this is one of your, your, your big things, right? Is why it's not that great to rush into commitments, correct? Mm, absolutely. I just want to, okay. So quickly, uh, that is like, I'm trying very hard to internalize that for myself. Yeah. And patience has is a virtue that I have not always possessed, and it's tough for me to say I possess it. But I feel myself getting a lot better with patience the more spiritual I get. Believe it or not, absolutely. So I honestly think it is very much health related. Like you hear all the time these stories of the people that were chasing this corporate life, they worked their way up on the business chain, and by the time they were forty or fifty, they were burning out. They were sick mentally, physically, and they just kind of make this huge change and like leave the corporate world. Like, I honestly struggled with that so much with the fact that I wanted to go. I wanted to know exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to make the most money and all this, but I was suffering from anxiety. I was suffering from depression. I was putting so much on my plate because you know, if your biggest focus is to obtain the most money, you're not just doing one job. You're doing multiple jobs within that job, or you're getting side hustles. You're doing, and there's nothing wrong with strong work ethic as long as you're prioritizing your health alongside it. I love that. I feel like you guys, like anyone, anyone could go and rush to the uh, top of the top of the mountain of success, but you just really want to sit with yourself and. I feel like you need to dive in and figure out what that success looks like before you just kind of mm. do anything, right? If you're going in blind, I feel like you can be swayed in so many different positions and just pack on so much to your schedule that you won't even have time to breathe by yourself. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of us, like you sit down in, in eighth grade or, or like 13 years old and you're sitting there and they're like, okay, need to pick what electives you want in high school because you need to um, get the right marks for college as soon as you're in high school you need the right marks for college or university and then as soon as you're done that you have to go and work a job for the next 30 40 years of your life and like at 13 years old like so <laughs> knowledge to have yourself like you're yeah, just yeah. to learn that you're an independent person how can you put such a big life decision on somebody right and I feel like a lot of the time that we're always in this race to either one up um, a peer or one up ourselves, which is great, but you need to take your time with it. You don't uh, want to get to this point where you're absolutely 
burnt out and you have no real passion for yourself or for your life. It's just about money. Yes. Yeah, totally. That's, that's a great point. And I, I laughed in my head when you, when you said something, cause I, th- I thought of uh, something else when you were mentioning, what does success look like for you? I feel like a lot of us, and I was one, like I'm lumping myself in, the, in with this too. When I, uh, this was maybe like a couple years ago, we chase success and we don't even know why. Yeah. We, like we, you know, it's like shooting an arrow with no target. It's, it's so weird. We're, Anyways, and I, and I really resonated with the, the, the fact that we should take some time. If we, if we constantly fill up our schedule, we have no time to just be and to, to think things through a little bit. And I find that the more walks I've been going on lately, the more, the more time I take to reflect, the stronger I can come back and with, with more focus and with, with more clarity. And clarity is just like unbelievably important in my clarity opinion. Clarity is important. Clarity is almost what you need before you make any real decision because if you're you know making a decision when you're super happy in the moment that might not be what's going to make you happy in years from now like Mm. when I was 13 and 14 and I went through hair school and I and I love hair I love the beauty industry I absolutely love it but I'm glad that I'm not in that because I know that it wouldn't fulfill me right now it wouldn't be the top for me right now. And I'm just glad that I was able, I went to hair school, I finished it and I love doing a little bit of passions, but what really makes me drive changed so dramatically. And I'm only 25. Like there's so many things that can sway me in different directions. And if I would have just like ignored that and stayed in one sector and one passion of my life, I feel like I would be in a completely different mindset right now. And I don't know if it would have been that positive to not have the time to dive into other parts of myself. Okay. Hmm. Well, what do you think about this? Um, Taking time to figure out what our, our Dharma is, which is basically Sanskrit for our unique set of abilities that can best serve humanity. What, what do you like? Do you think it's important that all of us take time to do this? Because uh, for, for me, it seems so fundamental, but yeah. I understand that like, people have bills to pay and not everyone has the luxury of going in and taking time. And plus there's societal pressures. It's very hard to just completely take your time just to find your dharma. It's very difficult to do that. Um, so do you think that that's like 100 percent necessity, like at all costs? I absolutely think so. Even if it means you have to tough it out and do whatever you need to do to allow yourself time to figure it out I honestly believe that if you don't you're going to end up in a place where you might not know what direction you want to go or you might not love the surroundings like I know that there's a lot of societal pressure on making money that is like the biggest quote-unquote success driver there is Mm -hmm. like even when I would tell people that I was going into hair school it was like oh my god aren't you so excited to own a salon and yeah, like, yeah. But what about just being on the floor and connecting with people? Because that's what I love to do. I love to talk. I love to learn. I love to have certain things. And that was why I got into that. But if I didn't have the time to just kind of slow down, I actually up and quit my job. I went to Costa Rica with like on visa money. Like I couldn't love it. afford <laughs> credit card money and I had to breathe when it was over. Right. Yeah. I, I still, I, I had this push. I needed to find more out about myself before really diving into something concrete that I wanted to pursue. 
Understood. Yeah, I think that's very important to take that time. I've heard travel is a great way to do that. And on that topic, I'm thinking of going to Costa Rica myself. Yeah. It, like, can you tell me anything about that just quickly? <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. The people there are like, their biggest thing is Pura Vida, like beautiful life. Oh, Pura Vida. And, and they, and they, like, they really prioritize lifetime instead of like you know work time like they like they have such a beautiful way of looking at things from a different perspective where you just live life you have great family you have great friends around you that I the sunshine doesn't help like it's just and the air is so clear it's something about I'm sure you know this but something about being around those mountains and the pure nature energy that just changes your perspective on what's really important in life Oh, yeah, I love that. And I, I love that you mentioned um, that they have such a different perspective on life. There's this great book called The Blue Zones of Happiness, where basically there's these blue zones around the world where the happiest people live statistically. And one of them was Costa Rica. And the, the blue zone in Costa Rica, they socialize for six hours a day. Whereas if you come to like um, Western society, that's like you're, you're lazy as hell. You're not going anywhere with your life. You should be yeah. depressed. But they just don't care about that stuff. And they just do what it is for them to be happy. Now, I should say that uh, if you go over to, I can't remember, it was some East Asia country, their form, their form of happiness is pride. So that, that would be hustling and, you know, getting a good job and all that stuff. But basically, it came down to pride, pleasure, and purpose. Costa Rica, they were high in pleasure, so socializing. Um, and then this East Asia country, country it was uh pride so it was uh like getting things done and then purpose this was for people that woke up and just felt in love with life it was more spiritual people but um anyways yeah i found that very interesting that you can socialize six hours a day like some of the happiest people yet over here in in canada we think that like you need to hustle 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 just because yeah. it goes like self-awareness i think is just so important that's incredible i love that statistic so it's a wonderful book. I think you'd love it. Blue, the Blue Zones of Happiness. Okay. It's a very, it's a good read. Yeah. Putting that to my list right now. Okay. Okay. So now I want to, I want to give everybody listening some super actionable steps because uh, I, these ideas are fantastic, but it's a lot easier for someone to take action when they can see that first step. So how do we search and what does that look like? Okay, so I would say finding things that don't make us groan about when we're asked to do do things. Like no matter what type of passion or hobby there is around you, just researching it. It doesn't even have to be this crazy burning desire some people have. It could be small and researching careers around it that inspire you. Like when I went to hair school and I came out learning. I absolutely love people and learning about different personal perspectives. I just love listening to others and like gaining different knowledges from their perspective. So I started diving into hair school, but my real passion was the people and listening to that. So I feel like finding one passion that you like and sort of changing it to fit your day, even if it's something so like, even if reading, reading, if you enjoy reading, that is like a superpower. <laughs> there are so many different perspectives you can like physically read about and kind of understand that can spark interest and inspire you. I think the biggest key is finding 
even if it's so small, something that can spark inspiration and just kind of running with that Mm -hmm. train and finding something that kind of really gets you excited. Yes. I love that so much. I think something I would love, I would love to add. I think that's fantastic. Like finding something you like and running with like just taste, taste things. You find something you like and just run with it. That's amazing. I think to do that, we need to be as uh, Deepak Chopra says, to live in the wisdom of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So to be very okay with the, all the uncertainties that will come with trying new things and not knowing where it's going to lead. And I think this comes into spirituality and, and having faith in the future, self-confidence in yourself that no matter what happens to you, you're going to be okay. So yeah, I think, I think that taste, 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 that, that seems to be some very good advice that I hear from very successful people. And I, I think that that's worth it to follow. Try one new thing because you never know who you meet along the way on the drive to the new place. When you get to the new place, it is like the ripples that can, that can happen from just trying one new thing are pretty, pretty amazing. I've had a many, many serendipitous synchronistic events just from trying one new thing. Yeah. And so, and you know, it opens, your, it opens yourself up to such a different possibility. Like you could go into something thinking like it and you might not, but you might also be inspired to go a different route. Like there's so many just loving the unknown and being able to, and even if you don't love the unknown, just take a deep breath and breathe when it's over. Like there's so many different scenarios where I've had to be unsure. And I was just able to breathe once I was like, okay, it actually wasn't that bad or, oh my God, this was actually pretty cool. It's just different perspectives and different situations that you can go through while not being attached to a very known outcome. It's being unknown, being in love with the unknown can really open doors for you, regardless, just like you said, with networking, meeting different people, meeting different hobbies, like seeing different things, seeing how things work. It can just really open you up in such a different way. Well, that, yeah, I love, I love that. I love that. And something I would love to add, because I feel like there's somebody listening right now who's thinking, okay, this all, you know, sounds great, but like, I'm so scared as shit. Like, I don't want to like, yeah, I need to have security and stuff. So um, this is something from Deepak Chopper that helped me with this. Uh, and it was, well, if you know exactly where you're going to go, you know, your path and it takes away all the unlimited other possibilities that, that you could take to get to that path. So you basically, it's just so, does that not sound so unexciting, so boring? I think the magic of life comes from the uncertainty. And if we, and if we, uh, if we know exactly where we're going to go, it takes away all the other amazing possibilities. Cause there's obviously, I'm sure we can all agree more than one way to get to from point A to point Z and just let, you know, B through X fill itself out or B through Y. I think that's okay. So the last question I would like to ask you is. Where is a good place to start today if we wanted to learn more about ourselves to become more self-aware? Honestly, I would say meditation and coming back to what we were first talking about, just saving space for us to be with ourselves, just saving space to really have that conversation with ourselves. And I say the universe and just the unknown possibilities, having conversations and, and even saying out loud that I will be supported throughout whatever venture I go through. And it almost gives you that concrete confidence to really mm-hmm. try different things. If you if you know and you say and you believe 
and you picture yourself being supported through every avenue you travel down, whether it's meditation. Some people get really afraid of meditation. They get really Mm. wound up in their mind. They can't shut it off. I remember it took me like at least a good month to get a good solid minute of meditation in this just calm state. And I feel like the more practice you have with being with yourself, the more you're going to learn. I love that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I agree with you. I, I myself was on and off with meditation for a good year. And then um, funny enough, I actually went to go live with monks for like two weeks, I believe, because I was just like, I feel like I just really needed it. And it was it turned out to change my life. And since then, meditation has become very, very easy because or not easy, I should say, but a lot more manageable because going from meditating like four to eight hours a day to trying just to get in like half an hour in um, is a lot easier. But um, not everyone has to go live with the monks. I think what you said is fantastic. It's like anything else. If we practice like one minute a day, start with 30 seconds, like anything, like just do anything to start and it eventually gets easier like like everything else. Um, Sorry, you have something? (laughs) I was just, I honestly... I want to know how that was going from not really meditating to being like for meditating for four to five hours a day, what you were saying. Like, how did, how did it first start out? Like, how did you first start out just going to be with the monks and having to meditate for eight hours? <laughs> the the interview is turning around here. I like it. Um, <laughs> um, um, well, to be honest, I've always been one for, um, immersive experiences I'm, I'm a very much an all or nothing attitude kind of guy which has its um downfalls for me when I used to have an eating disorder mm-hmm. but um turns out to be a great strength for a lot of now that I have say better addictions it turns out to be a better thing but um anyways it was very painful <laughs> the first like three days very very painful uncomfortable but of course as Robin Sharma says pain is um growth disguised in wolf's clothing and so for me, that was the painful moments uh, turned out to be the, the, the moments where I grew the most. I've never actually grown so much as a person in two weeks. Like it was like a year's worth of growth. It felt like it was incredible. Um, something I will absolutely be doing again. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a bit different, too, because I, I went with uh, Vaishnavas, which, which follow a Hindu religion. So we did a lot of chanting, too. It wasn't just me- like what you think of just meditating, sitting still. It was very interactive. We danced a lot. But um, either way, it was like no phone, like fasting for like 19 hours a day, 20 hours a day. Everything that I wasn't used to, sleeping on a hardwood floor, like showering at like cold showers, like four in the morning, all that, all that stuff. It was very, very intense and uncomfortable, to be quite honest. And my mind and body was like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. what, what's happening? But um, by the end of it, I was in the routine. After 16 days, I was like ready to go 4 a.m. Like, let's do this. And yeah, it was well worth it. And to be honest, I should add this in just for every- so everybody knows. I get I get comments sometimes like, how are you so disciplined? Like, blah, blah, blah. Everyone should know that on day three, it was so painful and uncomfortable that I literally called WestJet, my plane company. It was like, I got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> get me out of here. It was so uncomfortable. And so... um. I wasn't any, any able to leave that night, but I, I left after two weeks. So it was very, very painful, but I'm glad that um, luckily my dire financial situation at the time didn't enable me to book a flight the day after. So uh, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Well, good for you. And obviously it was incredible because you want to go do it again. 
But yes. It's definitely worth it. And I highly recommend it to everybody. For sure. For sure. Everybody. Sure. Thank you. Um, anyways, those are all the questions I have for you today, Kelsey. I want you to know that I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I saw you had, you had the sage lit, but you seem very, very open and kind. And uh, I can definitely see why, why you can make an impact on people one-on-one like you do. Thank you so much. This was actually incredible. I was a little nervous at first, but this was awesome. And um, I really appreciate you having me. This was great. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much. That is it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I definitely got a lot of value from that last one, and I hope you guys did too. Uh, If you want to follow Kelsey, her information will be below for her Instagram if you guys are interested in this whole psychic business because it definitely piqued my curiosity. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time.